Welcome to the Soulful Cottage, where we dive into an eclectic mix of topics that include, but are not limited to, metaphysical spirituality, holistic wellness, and the paranormal. The Soulful Cottage encourages open dialogue, critical thinking, and a celebration of diverse perspectives. So come on in, grab your favorite beverage, and get cozy by the fire. The Soulful Cottage awaits you. Before we embark on our journey in this podcast, we want to emphasize the importance of your well-being. While the Soulful Cottage is dedicated to discussing metaphysical spirituality, holistic wellness, and the paranormal, we must underscore that the information provided here is for informational and entertainment purposes only. We are not licensed medical or mental health professionals, and the content shared in this podcast should not be considered a substitute for professional medical, psychological, psychiatric advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you are experiencing physical or mental health issues, we strongly encourage you to consult a qualified healthcare professional. Welcome to the Soulful Cottage. I'm Christine. And I'm Adela. Hi, Adela. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm kind of excited about what we're going to talk about today. Um, but I think I say that about every episode pretty much, actually. <laughs> I, think, I think we do, because we really love what we're learning, and we just get so excited about it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So today we're going to be talking about grounding and protecting your energy. So I can't wait to hear it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start off with grounding. So as we all lead stressful lives, finding balance is even more important to us now. With so much going on in our daily life, at work, at home, and in our relationships, we may start to feel frazzled. We may even feel the world is caving in on us. I definitely have days like that. You? Oh, more than I wish to count. (laughs) This is why grounding is important. Yes, yes. And doing it often. Yes, yes. So we're going to go over a little bit about what grounding is and why it matters. So, like a tree which is deeply and firmly rooted in the earth, we too need to have a foundation in which we can anchor ourselves to the earth, mentally, physically, and spiritually. If you aren't grounded, you're like a leaf in the wind, light and easily swayable. Grounding allows you to bring awareness back to your center and allows you to be mindful. In your daily life situations pop up that might throw you off balance. However, Being grounded, you can weather the storm much easier and align yourself to your core, which will make you much more peaceful and balanced. You even might start viewing your situation in a different perspective. It might be able to solve problems faster for the greater good of all involved. Grounding is also a very basic core practice and usually the first step in many systems of spiritual practices or personal development so you may connect yourself energetically to the core of the earth. In yoga, as an example... There are core techniques to ground yourself before you start. So, symptoms of being ungrounded. Some of these symptoms may be linked to other physical conditions or illnesses. So, when in doubt, please, please, please check with your healthcare provider. So, usually when you're feeling unbalanced, ungrounded, you usually experience one to three of these signs or symptoms. Uh, You feel, quote, unquote, off, exhausted, scatterbrained, hyper, disconnected, out of the blue emotional, feeling dizzy, 
motion sickness and unbalanced. So I actually have quite a few, quite a few uh, different grounding techniques that um, may or may not resonate with people. So it's kind of pick and choose and kind of try what you, you know, what sounds good to you, what would be, you know, in alignment with yourself. Um, just experiment. So I'll just go over some of these. The first uh, few are the mental grounding techniques. And mental grounding techniques include cognitive, somatic, and behavioral exercises. These techniques can shift negative perceptions into more realistic or positive ones. Furthermore, they can support you in reframing excuse me, difficult situations as they encourage you to focus on your present feelings. When used effectively, they promote a sense of acceptance without resistance for your current state. So the first one is mindfulness. Mindfulness is one of the most powerful grounding techniques and embracing a more mindful approach to everyday life can benefit you in numerous ways. Mindfulness is an encompassing term that refers to being present and aware of your current thoughts, feelings, and bodily sensations. At the same time, it also means trying to accept your current reality without judging or trying to change it. Um, meditation. Meditation refers to the intentional practice of staying present with your mind and body. Meditation can include activities like breath work, intentional walks, or progressive muscle relaxation. Research shows that practicing just 10 minutes of meditation a day can reduce anxiety and sharpen focus. And um, if you want to try guided meditation, I'm just going to throw this little plug in here. <laughs> I actually have three free guided meditations on my website, soulshiftsanctuary.com. So if you want to kind of test out meditation, that'd be a good place to start. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, number one is describe your situation objectively. Separating facts from opinions can help you feel grounded during distressing situations. To do this exercise, act as if you are a reporter who needs to stay objective about a story. For example, instead of saying, this is so scary right now, you could say, I have a presentation in one hour. I will need to speak in front of 10 people. I have a past history of being scared. Right now, I feel my heart rate increasing and my stomach tightening. Another one is using your five senses. Now, this one I use for clients before we do a session. And I like, I like this one a lot. And they seem to like it a lot, too. So grounding yourself with the five senses exercise can help you when you feel overwhelmed or hyperactive. It is a distraction technique that supports present moment thinking. Simply focus on five things that you see, four things that you feel, three things that you hear, two things that you smell, and one thing that you can taste. Another technique is find your safe space. The quote-unquote safe space exercise is a type of guided imagery that promotes calmness and emotional security. When you feel heightened, close your eyes and imagine a safe, comfortable place. It can be real or imagined. Try to embrace all the five senses while in this place. Spend as much time there as you need. Another one is name items in a category. Category focus refers to spending a moment thinking about all the items in a specific category. For example, you could think of as many different action movies or children's books as possible. This challenge shifts you into a task-oriented direction. You can also recite something in order, whether it's multiplying by threes. I won't be doing math, no. No. <laughs> Saying the alphabet backwards or reciting a poem you've memorized. 
Repetition can be a helpful distraction technique. Doing so forces you to focus on the specific task rather than the current distress you may be facing. Wait a second. Can you say the alphabet backwards? I, I can't even hardly say it forward sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Z, Y, D, X. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> that, no. this te- it's just, <laughs> that technique it's more stressful. Yes. My anxiety just went up. Yep. <laughs> oh, you, use affirmation, or excuse me, use affirmative safe words. Come up with an easy to remember reminder that you can use in an uncomfortable situation. It can be as simple as a single word like calm or breathe. You can also try phrases like this will pass or I will be okay. Another technique is visualize your anxiety. Try to imagine your anxiety as a tangible item like a leaf. Then imagine the leaf falling off the tree, floating down the river. This exercise can help you separate yourself from your distressing thoughts. Another one is play mental games. It may be helpful to make up easy games to play when you feel anxious. For example, you may focus on finding five white cars while you're driving. Or you can think about seven people that you love the most in your life. Another one is describe what's around you. Name the object around you and what colors they are. What else can you name about your environment? Is it warm or cool? How close are you to a window where you can look outside? Focusing on your environment is a helpful way to ground yourself. Using your senses to stimulate your brain and focus on your surroundings helps to also discre- excuse me, decrease blood pressure and heart rate. So now I'm going to go over some soothing grounding techniques. So one of the first ones is find something funny. Whether it's finding a good meme or watching a clip of your favorite comedian, seeking humor can help diffuse intense emotions. Of course, you shouldn't feel pressure to laugh off your pain, but laughter can certainly be an appropriate response in managing your overall well-being. Focus on coloring. Now, this is one I do a lot. I love doing this, coloring and doodling. Um, so adult coloring books have exploded in popularity in re- recent years, and for a good reason. Coloring helps you focus on pleasant tasks which can promote a sense of calmness and mindfulness. This is like one of my go-tos. I love it. I have so many adult coloring books, it's ridiculous. <laughs> List all of your favorite things. Listing out all of your favorite things can be really helpful. Things like listing all your favorite foods, your favorite colors, and your favorite types of physical activities can be really therapeutic as it reminds you of all the things that bring you joy. Listen to music. There's a lot of research that suggests that music and music therapy are very therapeutic for healing things such as anxiety, depression, trauma, and pain. Listening to a favorite song is a great way to distract yourself momentarily, too. So the next group of techniques are physical grounding techniques. Physical grounding techniques refer to specific exercises that either engage your senses or use specific items to, pro- to, pro- excuse me, to provide relief. Most of them provide a needed distraction. These techniques are generally structured and they may require more preparation and time than mental grounding techniques. That said, they can be extremely beneficial in managing symptoms of distress. The following are grounding techniques that use the five senses or tangible objects to reduce distress. Now this next, this first one actually that I'm going to talk about, I don't know that I can do this, but I'm going to have to try it. It is hold ice. 
The ice technique can be extremely helpful when you feel anxious. Simply hold a few ice cubes in your hand or trace them along your arms or legs. Focus on the sensation and try to direct your thinking to that if your mind wanders. I don't think I could do that. You? I think I think I could. I think I could. Um, cold does not bother me in that way. Right. Right. See, I'm the opposite. It does me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is smell something. Whether it's lighting a candle, baking your favorite dessert, or putting on lotion, smell, smell can be undoubtedly soothing. The next time you feel distressed, try to engage in this sense in a way that helps you calm down. I, that's my go-to, too. I have my all my essential oils that I diffuse, my incense, my candles. I do center pots. It's just scent. Love it. The next one is designate a safe object. Holding a designated stone, coin, or another small item can serve as a grounding piece when you feel stressed. Keep it in your pocket or purse and hold on to it as you need it. You can also focus on the item when you're feeling anxious as a way to promote mindfulness. Another technique is clenching and releasing your fists. Clenching your fists and muscles make you physically very aware that you are using that muscle. Doing this can be helpful when trying to ground yourself as your mind and body become a more fixed, excuse me, become more fixated on the physical sensation. Listen to the sounds in your environment. Being mindful and aware of the sound in your environment can also be grounding. It can help you mentally recognize where you are as well as physically relax your body out of a state of fear or anxiety. Next one is feet on the floor. The feet on the floor exercise refers to simply shifting as much weight as you can to your feet and quote unquote grounding them to the earth. This technique, while simple, can remind you that you are a single entity connected to the universe much larger than, excuse me, much larger than yourself. Create a grounding space. If possible, designate a specific grounding space in your room. It can be an entire room or a small section, such as a favorite chair or table. Go to that space when you feel overwhelmed. Eventually, you will associate it with a safe location for calming yourself down. And the last one that I have is to take a shower or a bath. Something that always feels nice physically and makes you aware of yourself is taking a hot shower or bath. It gets you in touch with your body, and the heat can be physically relaxing. So those are some of the grounding techniques that I have. Um, which ones do you use? Oh, I use the bath. And very, very, very often, sometimes if I find myself just way, way too stimulated or in a bad mood, I'll just kick the shoes off and I'll walk around in my backyard. Yes. And that works so well. I like that one too. Yeah, earthing. I like doing that in sand Mm -hmm. too, like at the beach in the sand. I love Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Adela, you're going to talk about protecting your energy. Yes, I've got two different aspects here. Um, the first one I'm going to work with is powerful ways to protect your energy spiritually. Okay. So, um, some of the things that we've already talked about in our podcast before, but I think it's really great that we can just kind of bring them all together to go ahead and find out how it can work beneficially for the whole self. 
Through your body's spiritual energy system, you are able to sense, feel, and intuit everything and everyone you come into contact with. It is through your spiritual energy system that you can feel a tense atmosphere. You can sense danger and be left feeling utterly drained by a needy friend. It makes sense, then, to learn how to protect yourself and just in case so you can stay energized and cleansed. In order to know how to protect your spiritual energy, it's worth spending a few moments explaining what it's all about. So, in its simplest form, woven within and around your physical body is an energetic body made up of such higher vibrations of energy that we generally can't see it. The energy field that surrounds your body is called an aura. Now, we've talked about auras and the fact that actually, I don't think we can see. I'm sorry. Actually, I don't think we aired that one yet, though. <laughs> we will be talking oh, about well, we will be. <laughs> we will be talking about auras, and you're really going to love it. Your aura is comprised of seven layers that pulsate outwards from your body. Imagine yourself standing inside of an egg, and you have a basic image to work with. Your aura is interconnecting with those seven centers of chakras within the body, which are interconnecting with a vast network of energy channels called meridians that run throughout the inside of your body. Isn't that cool? That is really cool. I love that. Everything's connected, people. Remember, everything is connected. Absolutely. <laughs> Here, then, are our favorite tools and techniques that we've used for numbers of years that will help you protect your spiritual energy as well as how to cleanse and re-energize. So the first one that we're going to talk about is power words. And you went through this a little bit, Chrissy. Um, power words are incredibly easy and effective tools to use in situations where you would like to protect yourself energetically, emotionally, and mentally. All these aspects of being are closely interwoven. As the name suggests, a power word is a word that has a vast amount of meaning and symbolism. It has a very specific energy attached to it. So think mantra, mantras, mm -hmm. think meditation. Words like love, om, and peace are all great power words but there are many, many more. Often your power word is the opposite to what is happening. If someone's irritating you, your word could be calm, yeah. like you discussed. Okay. If, you're, if you're being drained, focus on a word like invincible. I like that. Mm, yeah. Where, whereas if feeling dark, concentrate on the word light. Whatever power word feels right for that given moment, just hold on to it in the forefront of your awareness. 
connect with the energy of the word as fully as you can, allowing its vibrational frequency to ripple out through every cell and fiber of your being and out into your aura. Feel and imagine the effect of the word on your mind, body, heart, soul, and spiritual energy system. You can repeat the word silently over and over if it helps you to focus. It's unbelievably quick and can restore and recenter your spiritual energy, mindset, and emotions in just a few minutes. Another way of bringing your power back and protecting it is breathing in your power. Life is full of moments that can be causing us to feel very overwhelmed, stressed, reactive. These triggers can throw your energy and disturb your peace and every emotion. Every state we feel is mirrored within your aura. Is everybody seeing how everything's connected here? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Love, and ha- <laughs> Love and happiness strengthen our aura, whereas anger and weakness depletes it. This simple breathing technique is used to know as it can instantly rebalance mind, spirit, body, and spiritual energy. Simply close your mouth and breathe gently through your nose, allowing your intention to flow. Oh, but don't do this when you're driving. Allow your (laughs) intention to flow within the breath, in and out of your body. Notice the rise and the fall of your chest. Let your shoulders drop and relax, your jawline, all the while focus on your breathing, even just Five slow, mindful breaths in and out can work. It just will go ahead and recenter you, refocus you, mm-hmm. get you back in the present situation. It's a good, it's a quick way you to see, be, oh, sorry. It's a quick way to be able uh, to, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. It's a quick way to be able uh, to rebalance. Oh, absolutely. And if you're a pain sufferer, like I am, um, you can breathe that right down to where it's sore and just feel that the breath is um, expanding it and you'll get a little bit of relief. Yeah, Very I've, cool. I've used that one too, yeah. Research has proven that breath work alone has an instant and powerful effect on every part of your body and mind as well as your soul and energy system. However, you can make it even more powerful by adding a creative visualization to it. Thus, your visual meditation. There we go. How cool is that? I love that. Picture a beam of light shining down from the cosmos into your head or whatever higher power you believe in. We'll let everybody kind of work with that. Um, Imagine as you inhale, you draw the cosmic light into you and cleanse and energize you. And on every exhalation, your breath out and release the unwanted energy, stress, stress, or negativity that you've been holding. Even just a few moments of breath work is transformative. Just remember, the more you practice this, is this the easier and more effective it will become. 
that's and that's the darn truth. Yeah, I like that one a lot too. I use that one, and you know, it's called it's called practice for a reason, right? So. Oh, absolutely! And the more you do it, you'll find just all kinds of benefits, not just in protecting your energy, but like you were talking about with grounding. Um, a couple of other ones. This one I really enjoy. Seal off your spiritual energy field. This exercise enables you to seal off your aura and protect yourself from any person, situation, or environment. All you need to do is imagine yourself standing inside a gigantic bubble, which is clear, flexible, but impenetrable. The bubble encompasses you, creating a powerful shield that moves with you. You can play with this visualization and power it up by imagining that the top of the bubble is connected to the universe so that there's a flow of beautiful cosmic energy entering your sacred space. You can change the color of your bubble using, for, for example, the color of gold, um, pink for love, blue for healing, red for energy. The fact is, you can add whatever element that inspires you. Maybe there is a relative active or in a spirit world that you'd like to imagine standing in your bubble with you, giving you power and strength. That's great. Or, or a four-legged friend. Yeah, Absolutely. Another great visualization commonly used is a mirror. If you ever want to block the other person's energy touching you spiritually, then imagine an enormous mirror popping up in front of you. All the energy being thrown towards you will be deflected off from the mirror and back towards the source. Don't underestimate the power of creative visualization. I like that one. I know, I love that too. I haven't used it, but I'm going to. Um, the next one is a cloak of protection. This reminded me of Harry, Harry Potter. <laughs> there are many times when it's useful to be able to protect your aura, such as when you're in public transportation, uh, attending business offices, or around vexing people. Not my mother-in-law, but I'm sure some people's mother-in-law. <laughs> Simply visualize yourself in a full-length, sweeping cloak that has been made of the darkest shade of blue, like the midnight blue sky. This cloak has a hood that you can imagine pulling up over your head to protect your, your crown chakra. The lining of the coat could be magical. Maybe pink, silver, gold, multicolored, whatever you want to decorate it with. Magical symbols, whatever works for you. Whenever you feel like you need to be protected and your energy is influenced by external influences, pull your cloak on. This power, powerful visualization harnesses your creative forces and sets your clear energetic intention. I like that one. Nice. Uh, very different, but it might work for some people. Um, you've kind of 
talked, Tracy, about the nature cure mm-hmm. and what are sometimes the beneficial ways of stepping out into nature. So I'm not really going to go over a ton with that. But um, how about cleansing? Your aura is constantly interacting with the world around you. And in doing so, energetically exchanges are constantly occurring. Not all can be uplifting and possible. Knowing how to cleanse your aura means that it remains vibrant and energetically strong to protect you. And we talked a little bit about baths. But salt baths are an ideal way to do this and offer you an opportunity to set aside 30 to 40 minutes of some spiritual self-care. So one thing they were recommending in this article was putting Epsom salt, if you can use Epsom salt, um, two to three good handfuls into a regular bath and then adding your favorite essential oils and see how you feel. As you're making the bath, though, please make sure to set your intentions so everything is positive and no negative negativity that you might be holding on or carrying. You can set a relaxing mood also with incense, candles, crystals, and music. Use your breath to be still and centered. Be mindful. Notice what thoughts and feelings arise. This bath routine, about once a month, is about right, is a lovely way to look after your aura. Also, to enjoy some quiet reflection. These moments are often the times when realizations and insights have the time to arise and be noticed. And you can take stock in some of those emotions. Another thing is love. All the ancient spiritual practices of the world ultimately call us to love. Love is the most powerful energy that exists. When we express our love, even through kindness, compassion, it radiates out from us, not just into the people in the world around us, far out into the universe. When we feel positive and loving, your aura is vibrant and strong. Negativity is automatically deflected. Your heart is your superpower when it comes to auric protection. It really is all about love. Research in quantum physics, neuroscience, and biophysics are all revealing new and wondrous possibilities around science and spirituality. What is emerging is that we have the power to create and sculpt reality. You can begin to process or to access this power for yourself through practices like meditation and mindfulness. These and other such spiritual pathways, practicing gratitude, can transform your life, even down to your hard wearing and genetic makeup. If you're new to meditate, yeah, right? Um, If you're new to meditation or mindfulness, 
uh, you can find help to ground and center you with those practices. And they will also help you be able to begin beautiful communication from within with yourself, which is super powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm good. So, can I do another little plug in? Oh, please. So, also on my website, thesoulshiftsanctuary.com, I have actually a 21 day mindfulness and meditation course you can check out. Oh, that's awesome, Chrissy. Everybody should try that. She's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> when we begin a dialogue with our higher self, intuition, or soul, we begin to expand our consciousness. We transform and blossom in mind, body, spirit, and of course, the more we delve beneath the surface of physical illusion, the more we realize is there to learn and discover about ourselves. It makes perfect sense that your soul and spiritual energy system mirror the spiritual awakening in vibrancy and health. So that's a little bit about the soul. But let's see if there's a couple of things in the chaotic world we can do. Because we can work on ourselves, but we can't really fix all the people that are around us. That no. Just pull, pull those triggers and point those spots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Protecting your energy is about preserving the valuable mental resources, um, cutting out clutter so you can stay focused on what really matters. Um, and when it comes to the chaotic world, they're talking about protecting your energy um, as a practice of working sustainably and removing negativity and distractions from your life. So we're like, again, I said we're moving away from the spirituality and kind of talking about the world here. Okay. It's a way of safeguarding your mental and emotional reserves in the long run so you can pace yourself and stay motivated over time. These things is something you can do also uh, if you're working in the office, that type of stuff. Okay. Um, why is it important to protect your energy? Um I will tell you why it's important. <laughs> Nobody can keep grinding 24-7. It, 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 eventually, we all need breaks or we'll crash yeah. and burn. Yep. Taking proactive steps to protect your energy help you accomplish more over time. A big part of protecting your energy is understanding what drains it. Everybody's different. Mm -hmm. For example, someone who's more introverted might feel mentally exhausted after meeting lots of new people. That's me. That's me, me right here. <laughs> <laughs> While someone who's extroverted might feel drained after spending a day alone. That is not me. Nope. I like my alone time. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, understanding what drains your energy can help you take the time you need to reset and recharge. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do anything that make, that makes you feel drained. It's just helping you pace yourself and rest when you need it. And 
know how to recognize the things that are draining you and kind of veering away. Ways to protect your energy. Feeling drained down, unmotivated. Yeah, 90% of my life. Uh, try these strategies to preserve your energy and focus on what's really important. Here are some ways that they talked about um, to protect your energy and get rid of those negative emotions when they strike. Practice emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. Emotional intelligence helps you understand your own emotions and recognize the emotion of other people. Brushing up on your emotional intelligence skills can help you practice self-love and recognize when negative emotions are draining your energy. And some people can do this much easier than other people can. Right. How about you, Chrissy? Do you find that it's easy to kind of pick up on that from other people? Oh, yeah, especially the older I get. Um, something else I was going to mention, too, there's actually a lot of online, if you look it up, Google it, online um, tests for emotional intelligence, too, kind of, so you can gauge where you are. That's wonderful. Maybe we could put a link or something in on our... Yeah, I'll see if I can look one our, up. Perfect. And then everybody can just go ahead and do that. That's a wonderful tool. Um, another thing is pay attention to your emotions. Your emotions are valid, no matter what anybody else says. And they matter. As a human being, we can't just flip a switch and ignore negative feelings. That's not healthy, no matter how much we might want to. No matter what you see other people supposedly doing, it's not going to work. Instead, it's important to acknowledge and address how you're feeling, especially if those feelings are draining your energy and interfering with your daily life. Uh, limit distractions. That is a very difficult one. How many of us, when we go to bed, look at our cell phones for oh. a half an hour? I have actually or been more. I've been actually very intentional about that. I lately, and it's been wonderful. I fall asleep a lot faster. I'm not saying that I sleep well yet, but I fall asleep faster. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, another thing is taking breaks. We gotta remember, we are not robots. Not everybody lives in the same time schedule. Not everybody can eat in fifteen minutes. You know, not everybody can yeah. um, finish an email in five. Yeah. Uh, you gotta take breaks. You gotta understand how you work to be optimal. Understanding what drains your energy, you have to see. Okay, make a conscious effort to go. Okay, I'm I'm in this huge party. There's all these people I don't know. I'm standing in the back of the room, and I feel very anxious, and I feel like my energy is being drained. You've got to recognize that. Recognize that you have to understand what drains your energy, and make note of it. And go ahead. Oh, a great way to make note of it too is um, Chrissy is actually sending or um, actually. Uh, has some journals. Can you tell us a little bit about the journals? Oh, wow, yeah. Um, it is called the Self-Care Daily Journal. 
and it is you can purchase it on Amazon and uh, under the author Christine Gatchel, which is me. And what it is basically, you you, you go over daily affirmations, um, you do daily reflections, goals and intentions, and things that you're grateful for. So it's pretty exciting. That came out I think last week or the week before actually. So it's exciting. I'm gonna do a few more of those types of journals too, different kinds. So it's fun. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to start using mine. Um, But definitely, you know, making those observations and putting it in your journal, just remembering um, if you have to go back and um, look at it and go, oh, yeah, that's how I felt. Another thing. That's amazing. It is. Another thing, too, I might work on in a future journal, but if you follow the moon phases and if you're into the moon, it's also a good idea to put what moon phase is on that day as well. So when you go back, you can kind of see, you know, look at if there's any patterns going on. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. Thank you. Yeah. Um, another way that they uh, talked about protecting your energy is decluttering your space. Mm-hmm. Amen, sister. Amen. Um, get rid of that clutter and surround yourself with the things that make you a happier version of you. Right. You know, it's really funny that you mentioned that because just yesterday, I think it was yesterday. I really, yeah, yesterday was Thursday. Yep. Um, I released uh, my blog post and it's all about decluttering. (gasps) Oh, that's wonderful. So everybody can go ahead and check that out. I'll put the link in the show notes. Perfect. Yeah. We don't want clutter and mess overwhelming us with its negative energy. We can't aim for perfection. It's normal to want perfection, to strive for perfection. But in reality, perfection just isn't realistic. In fact, constantly trying to be perfect is so extremely draining. Have, have you noticed that? Yes. It's just, we all strive for it. Right. We continually do, but it's just not, especially as we go into our crone phase. Yeah. I think, you know, we gotta, yeah. go ahead. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I just think a lot of that is outside influences too, you know, the media. Oh, absolutely. They're always like, go, go, go and get this, you know, you have to have the best of this. You have to have the best car. You have to keep up with the Joneses. You know, it's just, it just makes people feel like they have to. No, it, I, absolutely. Absolutely. And as, I get drawn into that too. Yeah. I, everybody does. It's, it's so easy to. And just, mm-hmm. you know, other influences, like even your, your friends, your family that, you know, they're like, oh, I think you should do this, not that. You know, it's just, no, don't, don't do that. You have to take people's advice with a grain of salt. Or and not at all. <laughs> or not at all. Absolutely. Uh, perfectionism makes it hard to get things done, especially if you feel the need to do everything yourself. Huh. Mm-hmm. Who does that sound like? Mm. <laughs> and you, and you. Uh, uh, I don't know. It sounds a lot like you. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take it. No, I'm in. Okay. Um, our imperfections are what usually makes us interesting. I love that. It is, it's, um, very, it's very true, too. Because a lot of times, too, if you think about it, what you view as an imperfection yourself, somebody admires for some reason. You know, it's it's interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Um, another thing that they brought up was practicing gratitude. Um, if you feel like, if you're like most people, it's much easier to focus on what you want instead of considering what you already have. Exactly. Now, that sentence resonates so profoundly with me down to my soul. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> I actually have this chalkboard. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I have this chalkboard sign in my kitchen that says, um, be grateful for everything that you do emphasize on the do have every day. Absolutely. Because really, what do you need? Right. Who are you trying to impress? Right. And it doesn't make right. you, it doesn't make you happy to try to constantly have the pressure of trying to impress other people. Because nobody cares. Right. Exactly. I'm sorry. We're getting off topic here. Okay. <laughs> I'm Hey, I'm standing on a soapbox. We can, we can, we can do what we want. <laughs> yes, be yourself. Your imperfections make you interesting. There you go. That's gonna be my slogan from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. But uh, it doesn't mean that we're negative people by nature. It's just how humans evolve over time. You know, wanting. Um, we have to focus on things that we need. Water, food, shelter, in order to survive. John, if you're listening to this, I really do mean it. Don't pay attention to the Kimio and Sheen um, boxes that come <laughs> to the door. And that's not a plug because I don't get anything special from them. But they could, but no. Um, but in the modern world, this tendency can actually harm your well-being by prompting you to ignore all good things in your life. And it actually creates so much stress. Oh, yeah. Instead, Absolutely. Instead of focusing on what you don't have, try listing everything you're grateful for. Your loved ones, your family members, your health, even the water in your tap and the roof over your head. Be practiced by practicing gratitude. You can create positivity instead of focusing on that, focusing on negativity, which we all need. Yeah. So energy is important. That's what we're trying to tell everybody. Protecting your energy isn't only about good vibes, which are important. Balancing your chakras, which is important. Buying tourmaline crystals or visualizing your energy field. I love my tourmaline. things are very important. Huh? I love my tourmaline. I know, so do I. Instead, it involves using strategies so you enjoy your life and the lives of those people who mean the most to you. Love it. That's what I have today. I love it. I feel all happy now. (laughs) It's all good stuff. All good stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. So, do you use tourmaline? Oh, heck. I do. Yeah. And I, I usually have my calming stone. I have my onyx to all the negativity coming at me will bounce off and go back to the yeah. people who are trying to send it. Yeah, I love so, that. So, yes. And I, and I wear a lot of black. 
moving. So, yes. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I, always, I always have. It's, yeah. Well, awesome. Well, everyone. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. And take care and stay safe. And blessings. Blessed be, my dear friends. And have a fantastic rest of your week and weekend to come. Thank you for spending time with me at the Soulful Cottage. I would love to hear from you if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes. Feel free to reach out to the Soulful Cottage at thesoulfulcottage at gmail.com. Join and share the Soul Shift Wellness Facebook group and visit www.soulshiftsanctuary.com. If you enjoyed the content of this podcast, please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform as well as liking, following, and sharing the content and subscribing to the podcast. Your feedback encourages the Soulful Cottage and helps others find the show. Until next time, I wish you love and light. Bye for now.